Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The End Credits, the podcast where two brothers discuss their thoughts on a film of their choosing. I'm Dominic. I'm Jonathan. And today we are finishing off our Wes Anderson director series with Wes Anderson's stop-motion animated science fiction comedy, Isle of Dogs. First impressions for me, I have to say that uh, I thought that this film was going to be better. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm like I'm kind of in the same boat as you where uh, I don't know if it was just the timing. I just wasn't really feeling it in mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I do want to say, though, with uh, animated, like just uh, its whole uh, structure and how it was made, uh, that was brilliant, I think. The, all, all the animation parts were perfect, I think. But like... I guess the, the the story wise and where we were going there, that was like okay, that I don't know. It it, it wasn't like the perfect timing, like how we watched Blade Runner. And I was like, oh yeah, that I was totally into this. And this one, I was like, I don't know. It it kind of felt like uh, maybe not Wes, Wes Wes Anderson as I I expected it to be. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think it wasn't as Wes Anderson as I wanted it to be. And for me, I felt like it just, it fell flat, but uh, we'll continue to give our thoughts about it, so. So, I Love Dogs was directed by Wes Anderson with a release date of March 23rd, 2018. Had a runtime of one hour and 45 minutes, and the genre is a stop-motion animated science fiction comedy. It stars Brian Cranston, Koyo Rankin, Edward Norton, and Liev Schreiber. When, by executive degree, all the canine pets of Megasaki City are exiled to a vast garbage dump called Trash Island, 12-year-old Atari sets off alone in a miniature junior turbo prop and flies across the river in search for his bodyguard dog, Spots. There, with the assistance of a pack of newly found mongrel friends, he begins an epic journey that will decide the fate and future of the entire prefecture. Yeah, again, I just, um, I, I felt like, I felt like it started off fine and it felt Wes Anderson like, and really overall, what I would have to say is, is that it just started to feel flat if we take it in terms of a Wes Anderson film. It definitely didn't feel like the rest, which in a way it was a good thing, right? Because I think we want to be able to see, uh, progression in, and in a director's films, right? We mm-hmm. want to see some kind of progression. So I was totally expecting that. But I think this was in the point, this was the this is at the point where it felt like we were making I don't even know if I would consider a progress. It felt like it was different from his usual style, but it felt like at the expense of his style, not for progression. It felt like he made sacrifices for the sake of making people understand the film. Can you explain certain scenarios where you felt this way? I would just say the plot. Okay. Uh, I would just say like the plot. Um, I think 
boy, like, just yeah. like boy going to an island to mm-hmm. save his dog was too simple, I guess. Or? No, that was fine. I thought that idea was was great, but I think that I think obviously the big thing with this film is that uh, everyone is speaking in their native language, which was awesome and like to see because I was like, oh, that's really neat to see from Wes Anderson and from any director that we don't have like we do have a translation which was basically through like a reporter who was translating most of the uh the film but then it also came from the form of a foreign exchange student who was over in uh where this takes place in japan yeah so who was a foreign exchange student in japan and um so i like we we get the main story via uh in, in Japanese. That's how we get the the main storyline. We hear it in Japanese. And I was okay that we got like translations for the story because obviously we needed to understand it somehow, unless if you speak the language. But what bothered me more is like uh like the forms of mostly the foreign exchange student. I felt like we had this moment where we were getting the bits and pieces of the story from even the dogs. Like we we're not, we're even like extending in this past just uh language, but we're taking it back to just the dogs themselves and them understanding the story. And I felt like we didn't need as an audience member, or at least I felt this way that we didn't need like the foreign exchange student to essentially give us, the entire plot because she summed it up in one moment yeah that i felt like we didn't need it i felt like we had it already and that that just upset me that's true i, I can totally understand that from like the side of uh we had already our main character with atari we didn't need another character entering to like i could bridge it with the people already on like the mainland right um i would say like yeah i did have problems with uh, that character Especially, like, uh, maybe just because I felt like she was a little too forceful when it came to, like, uh, understanding for other characters, like, understanding what was happening. And the situation. Yeah, yeah. I want to say especially, like, in the moment when she meets the, uh, like, the assistant doctor or, like, the second-hand person. Right. That uh, has, like, the dog cures or whatnot. Yeah. And, uh, like, I feel like she just lost somebody and then she was, like, basically, like, oh, just tell me the answers or whatnot. For that part, I was like, wait, wait, wait. Uh, she's supposed to be a, a presented as like a good person. Like I understand her uh, like rationale, like why she would act this way. But like, uh, I don't know. It seems like a weird moment. Like, I don't know. I kind of, you know, dislike her even though like, yes, I know she's doing a good thing, you know, to save the animals or whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It, it was, I don't think they expected me to, or like an audience member to think this certain way about the character and, yeah, I do agree that it was like too summed up. She was able to like sum up the entire storyline, and, and, and it was like for why, you know? Exactly. We clearly didn't need it, in my opinion, because I felt like you, like you said, we had enough from our main character Atari trying to get through the dogs who are on Trash Island, and the dogs trying to understand what he's trying to say. They obviously don't speak Japanese or. I don't even know if we really break it down into Japanese or we or it's like a barrier of human language versus um the the dogs. 
but I guess that was never really established because it feels like the dogs know English, obviously. Well, it said at the beginning that they were translated for us, that they're actually just uh, barking. Okay, I guess my question is, is that so when the dogs ask, like, does anyone speak his language, are they asking, like, human language or are they asking just Japanese to English? Oh. That was my question. That's true. That doesn't make sense. Uh, that's, what yeah. I want, that's what I want to know. But anyway. You're right. You're right. Besides that point, I just felt like we had enough. We had enough from there, and I liked it. I liked it then when we were not really getting every single detail. We were kind of get just getting the interpretation from the dogs, and it made it a little bit more interesting. And we had to kind of like follow. We had to like follow the dogs in that way. And I was like, okay, I like this. I like that. We're keeping it unique that we don't get this translation for the Japanese, but we're kind of getting that translation, a rough one anyway, through the dogs. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say like something like an overall uh, arching idea of just like the story of, uh, you know, the boy and uh, meets the dogs on this island, you know, to basically save another dog. I want to say that uh, it was technically like, uh, at least I felt it was too uh simple and predictable i guess like uh where it was supposed to lead and maybe has also had to do with the idea that i feel like there was no real character that like uh, stood out among the rest really it could also be too that i was able to recognize a lot of voices of uh, the characters i was like oh okay i cannot see brian cranston as his dog you know i see him as you know from his previous stuff like from breaking bad or something like that right and i and i couldn't like you know uh separate yeah to separate that whole idea especially with other characters we've already seen them in other uh wes anderson films too you know like bill murray and like uh, edward norton and stuff like that right Mm -hmm. so i was like oh it's kind of like sure we have this familiar uh ensemble cast but Mm -hmm. they never ever to me in this film felt like this character like they did in previous ones it could also just be that we watched them in this order so it never it didn't feel that way oh right it didn't feel right but like i I felt as if we never really had like this understanding of the character's motivations to really why do this or really go this far to do uh whatever besides maybe atari right because he's a 12-year-old kid, you know, he wants his dog back. You know, he's that's the only person he has really left. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, it makes sense for, like, a kid to do this uh, somewhat, uh, you know, idea of, like, a crazy thing to go, you know, over to this island. Right, to go on this journey and find his dog. Right, but, like, all the other motivations, like, eh, they were kind of, like, we had some little bits, but, like, did we really have this, like, either... Uh, idea or like fulfilling transformation of these certain characters especially with uh brian cranston's dog character chief like i feel like i knew it was supposed to get to this uh idea you know to where he basically like atari the boy by the end Mm -hmm. but like it didn't really feel like it was set up as nicely as it could have with what really happened on their journey right i totally agree with that i and i hear you about like what you're saying with the just the um like first off that it's hard to remove yourself from the the people who are providing their voices for the characters because you can only see them in another role 
I tried my best to really separate it, and I did to a certain extent, but uh, I do agree that it almost felt like it was hard to say that these people are in this distinct role for this particular movie. It was it was really difficult for this one for whatever reason, and it's probably because, like you said, we watched it in this order. And um, personally, like I, I know what you're saying about the the simple story. I think it was okay. The idea that Artari wanted to go and find his his dog. Um, I do agree that it does lead to some kind of predictableness, but I think it was enough and we didn't need to have all of the pieces immediately to understand motives and whatnot. But the problem was, is that the motives never really came except, like you said, from Atari. We understood his motive to go find his dog because his dog was essentially taken away from him and he wanted to be with the one person quote like air quotes mm-hmm. person that uh he most likely loved the most in his time of need his guard dog and it was upsetting to find that like the other dogs we don't really learn any kind of motives besides that they obviously want to help him which was a good thing but it was kind of like we i guess we kind of learned that they were helping him because in a way like um um, I don't know what his character's name was, Edward Norton's character. Um, like, it looks like his mode of thinking was like, you know, no master, referring to humans, ever comes back for any of us. They just leave us here. So I guess like that idea of thinking of, well, if this master's coming back to save his dog, he must have some kind of like compassion, um, like that kind of spirit in him. So why wouldn't we help this kid? But like... That that's kind of all ever it amount mounted to, and I was upset that it that like that was it. Right, it was just yeah, I never really saw past any of that. I was like, compared to like uh, the other films of uh, at least Wes Anderson's, you know, there was this multi-layer storytelling where this character got a story, and we felt some sort of motivation with this certain character. Like, oh, there's another story that's going along at the same time, mm. especially like with the, the other animated film we watched of his. Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, you know, we had two separate storylines with uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic Fox and uh, like his kid or whatnot and uh, stuff like that. Like we didn't see past any of this stuff in here where it's okay, it's this and that's it. You know, there wasn't like, oh, there's this and the no, 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 there's a little bit more here with this character. And, you know, we come to understand their full potential uh, values and stuff like that. Right. And Mm -hmm. here it's like, what it is, that's what it is, and it kind of like like you said even before, it's kind of like a, like a dumbed down version, which is kind of like unfortunate and saddening to see. Yeah, I, yeah, like it's definitely like a watered down Wes Anderson style, in my opinion, and that's what it ended up like turning out to be for me. Um, like you know how I said in in the Grand Budapest, how we were talking that that film felt more linear compared to Moonrise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one like even like felt even more linear. Yeah. Like we were stripping away the those layers that it used to exist in Wes Anderson's films, where there was a little bit more complexity than just that tip of the iceberg information that we received in the beginning, or not even received because right. we ended up learning kind of maybe like a quarter of the way or like midway to what the motives were. But what was great about it was is that the motives actually had some kind of meaning that 
reflected upon like the characters and the story. And I felt like with this one, it just didn't, it didn't happen. And I was like, what, what happened here? And maybe it's just a reflection of just, you know, the way that movies are made nowadays in the times. And, uh, I definitely expected that I was going to like this movie. I didn't feel like this was going to be the film where I would feel this way. Me too. I was, I was totally the same way when I was like, okay, we got to watch this one. Cause I know it's supposed to be good. Cause it's just animation wise. And again, I want to go back and say that the best part of this film is the look and everything. It's the animation. Else. Yeah. The animation, but like, uh, everything else is kind of like, uh, I don't know. Where is it? We didn't really work a lot to like understand certain things, you know, where, like you said, in Moonrise or something like that, it'd be like a blurry image of this person's uh, ideology. And then mm-hmm. we eventually come to uncover that throughout the film, you know, maybe not always in the most linear way, but maybe, you know, in the end and then coming back to the beginning and stuff like that. Right. We, we worked to understand whatever characters stuff was, and then it felt somewhat fulfilling because uh, we got there. Right. Mm-hmm. But in here it's like, there was no real journey in their progression besides we already know what the sides are and what are, you know, good. It just, we're just watching them get there. Right. And like, don't get me wrong. Um, I do want to mention that I, I didn't hate this film. Right. I definitely didn't hate it, but I will say that it was my least favorite, my, it's like probably my least favorite Wes Anderson film. Um, but I definitely didn't hate it there. I think there are some good things and, I will get to that eventually, but uh, um, also I think a, a really a, a big thing that started as a good thing but ended up becoming more of a bad thing in my opinion was when we watched the trailers, and maybe this is just a reflection of maybe trailers aren't the best thing to watch when you are going to go into a new movie. They can be, but um, it, it made it seem... As if the you know the story is obviously and this was a story that uh, it was it was a boy who who his dog was taken away and he was gonna go and save the dog right and uh, pretty early on you know Atari the the boy he goes to he goes to find his dog on Trash Island and as we saw like in the beginning his dog Spots was placed inside of a cage. And then when he goes and finds the cage, Atari, he finds the cage on the island, like, is it years later? Is it months? So like, I think six months. I don't yeah. remember. Um, a few months, I think. And he and he finds the cage and he finds bones in it. And, so, and the dogs also, and basically the dogs on Trash Island tell, tell the kid that, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, he, like, he seemed like he was a good dog or whatever. And they even saw... They even saw like his name tag or what we thought to be his name tag, but we could only see the first like three letters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, I was I was almost okay with this. The fact that um, they gave us this tease that it was supposed to be spots, but then when we find out that it actually wasn't, and it was a dog named Sports instead who was placed inside the cage somehow, and it wasn't actually Spots Atari's dog that he was trying to find. So. Spots was still alive, so the the story continued. I thought it was good. Look, I thought that was okay, but I think what what messed it up though is that that kind of thing you have to be careful with when you implement the story of 
It feels like the story is about to end. Now what happens next? And at first, that idea of, okay, we just learned that more than likely Spots is dead already. Basically, the Atari's journey is 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 done at right. this point. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, okay, what happens ne- next with this film? Because I thought that was the whole premise of this this story. So I was interested. But then I guess just like in a way, it, it just took me out though. Because now I was already questioning now what happens next. And at first it was it felt clever and it felt like it was something that okay, this is something that Wes Anderson would do. Problem was, it just never brought me back really. Yeah, I think uh they were trying to see if it like it was supposed to be a comedic bit and it didn't I think it fell flat like mm-hmm. a bunch of the stuff in in uh in the film did, in my opinion. I, I don't think it really worked. It's like yes, it's an interesting uh, thing to do at this moment in time because this is like 20 minutes in and it's like oh we thought this whole story was a rescue mission but then it's like oh he's already done so you know what now and it, it adds some sort of okay so then what can we do you know but yeah I, I just think this comedic moment fell flat and I don't think it, it probably was it wasn't necessary it's too predictable too you know it's like right. okay so it's, it's obviously not him then but it doesn't make sense because he had the key to open the actual cage. So if it was, it's supposed to be him, right? How would the cage have opened if it wasn't him? So wait, what? You know, it doesn't make sense anymore. We get thrown out of the whole world because it's supposed to be for the comedic bit, and it didn't work, I don't think. Right, but you know what's worse? The fact that later on we do learn that uh, Spots' cage was open because he was rescued by some other dogs who were already on Trash Island before mm-hmm. Spots. Um, actually, not before Spots. It's technically after because Spots was the first dog to go on a Trash Island, I believe. Yeah. So anyway, some dogs end up saving him and opening open up his cage. And this is the big problem. And maybe I missed it. But we never saw the cage go back to that original position where it was left when he was originally put there, correct? Right, it had to be a different cage and a different dog. Oh, that that's that, but that same kind of dog. But sorry, not dog. But that same kind of uh, that same kind of cage that had that same kind of padlock. Right, exactly. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, see, that's that's what was the worst thing Which about had, it. Also, like the same type of tag too, with the exact right. same name, almost. That's that's the problem because it felt see it, that was too coincidental. Right. See, I I originally thought that that was the original cage that Spots no. was in, that it just ended up back there somehow. So it's no. not. No, I don't think so. Because oh, why man. would it be locked again? See, that's even, that's even worse because, okay, I didn't even catch that one. I thought it was the same cage. Maybe, perhaps it's not. But you see, even that's even that's worse because it doesn't make sense. It feels too coincidental and it's only placed there for the sake of nothing. It's supposed to be a funny moment, that's all. Oh, man. Yeah, that's why I, I don't think it was even worth doing that because I no. ruined the whole integrity immediately. But like... I think they still could have revived it, right? Like, they could have had this, like, whole open journey to, like, discovery or whatnot, but it never happened, you know? Like, I guess also judging by the trailer, like, it felt like they would go on, like, uh, several, you know, expeditions, I want to say, right, to to go discover where we're going to go, right? Yeah. Like, we're going to have stages to, you know, eventually get to our goal, but there wasn't any. It's like, okay, we have a connection over here. Let's go talk to them. We talked to them. They're over there. Okay. You know, what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah. And see, that was the problem too, because like 
I thought we were going to abandon this premise of saving the dog because obviously it appeared that he was dead. And then I was like, see, that's where I thought that it was clever. But when they tried to return us back to the fact that Spots is actually alive and we stopped to go find him, I just wasn't like for it at that point. Yeah, because I, I was like, either. like you showed me that image, and I'm like, it was just hard to bring me back. And I feel like that that's those. Um, it's like almost giving the whole like uh, answers to the audience too early, and that can be very detrimental to a film. I think. It actually reminds me a lot of, uh, um, I know this is like a completely different movie, but it kind of reminds me of Knives Out. Like when we got information in like the very early stages of a murder mystery. Yeah. In the early stages, we shouldn't have the answer yet. Yeah, yeah. And um, like, for example, in that film, like we had the answer way too early. I'm not going to say it because that's not the film we're talking about. It was like, we were like, yeah, halfway in or not even halfway. Not even halfway. And the audience knew before the characters. And I feel like it should be the opposite. Right. Because then the entire time you're now you're just watching until the characters catch up to that. Yeah. You don't want that. And it's never any fun. Yeah. Because you already have the answer. I agree. And I felt like the same thing was, it's a little different, but I felt like the same thing is happening here. Like where we're getting like uh, something a little bit too quickly only to backtrack on that. Right. It, it, it's just we're, we shouldn't be in the position where we're catching, we want to, we're watching our characters catch up, you know? Correct. That should not technically happen. And like you said, I just, I just think there was like unnecessary things to do uh, that they did in this one like for, you know, for example, just like that, the whole spots is dead uh comedy bits i want to say even later when oh chief is the brother of spots oh that's like so why bad. why even have this whole connection for it as like seriously he's like uh we can just give chief this identity of his own you know being this uh black stray dog you know but then he has to turn into spots basically yeah like we knew he was supposed to get to that position right but he didn't have to you know literally get there yeah like he didn't have to exactly look like him they didn't have to be brothers they didn't have to you know they didn't have to be basically the same person you know really exactly and that messed it all up too it's like seriously that messed it up big time when that when that part happened i was like you have got to be kidding me and i didn't even i felt nothing at that point besides feeling like why yeah, it was it was uh, like another coincidental thing that I just that I just feel like Wes Anderson doesn't do, which is why I felt like I was upset because it. Um, I was like, no, I was like, I feel, I feel like Wes Anderson's more clever than this. I feel like that there are like the past two films, even in Fantastic Mr. Fox, there were just moments where I was like, I didn't even expect that at all. I didn't expect that out of the characters or like they're or they were going to make this change. Um, or this was their motive. I always felt like it kind of just came out of nowhere and it surprised me, but it was a good surprise. And then this one, it just, it felt like it didn't, it felt predictable in moments, but like that brother moment, the fact yeah, that, that was, Chief was his brother, was a Spots' brother just didn't add up. No, I was like, okay, sure. What does this add to the story besides that? Okay. They are similar, but like, do they need to be like, right. By the end of it, no, it didn't no, matter. It it's didn't like, matter. It's like, so why do it in the first place? Exactly. Oh man, that that part was dreadful for me. And uh, uh, let's. Let, I also want to bring up again um, the the foreign exchange student. Honestly, 
uh, as bad as the brother thing was, I think the foreign exchange student was probably even worse, in my opinion. The implementation of the foreign exchange student to be like um, basically a voice. It was a conduit to to give the audience the 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 understanding that we need to in order to understand the story, and then also a voice literally for the characters in the for the characters in the movie to stand up against Kobayashi, the corrupt mayor, governor, yeah. um, uh, of the of this of the city. I think intentions were good. I think but so the too. execution not so great. I I agree. Yeah, I thought like, yeah, that minute where we got like the whole like explanation for this conspiracy theory that Kobayashi is like corrupt and everything, and he's purposely trying to get rid of the dogs. I was like, I got all of that information prior right. to that even happening. Right. And I was like, yeah, we didn't need another character introduced to sum it all up, just so that the mainland people could actually understand too. It was like. That's why we had Atari for we could he could basically eliminate the uh, exchange student yes. from this movie. Right, it would have been the exact same thing. Exactly, she felt like another coincidental piece mm-hmm. that was added for the sake of just helping explain. But I don't think we needed it. Like you said, like Atari was that purpose. Mm-hmm. He could have came back towards the end and explained it all. Right, and instead we had a tag team for. I don't know why. And then it was even worse. I don't know if it was it was supposed to be literal. I think it was just again it's supposed to be another comedic moment. But that moment when the foreign exchange student is summing up the pieces when she's like, she's like uh, recording a like a little like manifesto um, in her tape recorder and basically looking at the researches she has done for to to prove this conspiracy theory. And then she mentions like towards the end that she basically like has a crush on Atari. Yeah. And it was like it killed it killed everything. The love relationships in this one doesn't make sense either. Like for her to have a crush on him made no sense. Even Chief and uh, the other dog, it made no sense oh, either. Right, right. It was like sure we had some comedic moments in both of them. Mm-hmm. But like by at the end of the day it changed nothing for the film. Right. It's and like, I was okay. like okay i was like why yeah a lot of the times yeah we felt like we're sitting there and it's like okay sure now what you know i was like okay sure you know exactly exactly you're like why okay sure (laughs) yes it just time and time again i felt like we just had coincidences like like all these coincidences happening in this film that just didn't add anything to the story Mm -hmm. and i was like man that is so disappointing to find in a wes anderson film because normally there's these pieces here that you feel like don't mean anything and they totally do. Right. And in this one, I just, I don't know. I just didn't, it didn't. <laughs> and it was, it was just disappointing for that reason. Maybe um, we just didn't understand this one. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we need to do a second watch. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was actually deeper than what we, you know, intentionally saw, but I don't know. First seeing it, uh, it was, it was, I don't know. I felt like there was, a lot lost. It's kind of like the same thing when it happened to Batman Begins in The Dark Knight. A lot oh, right. just disappeared. I don't know why. Like though. forgotten about for yeah. really no reason. And again, besides, I feel like for the sake of making or helping the the modern audience understand. And I, and I feel like 
we shouldn't have to make those kind of sacrifices, which really sucks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't really up to him. It could have been a producer's choice, someone else's choice. I don't know. I would assume at this stage in his career, he could do whatever he wanted. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, e- even even another point that was just not good, like the whole like turn from Kobayashi when he was like he basically like went against everything that he had done before, trying to get rid of the dogs. Basically, like he kind of oh, turned yeah, into a good yeah, guy yeah. at the end. Yeah, that's and it, true. And it didn't make. It just like kind of happened. Yeah, too fast. I was like, seriously, this guy did all this stuff, and at the, like at the drop of a dime, he turned good guy. <laughs> it's like it, it okay, was like, like it just didn't add up again. No, yeah, you wanted to be able to feel that emotion or that impact that like, oh yes, he's 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 uh, finally understanding that this is hurting people and that what he was doing, his whole motives of getting rid of the dogs and basically making everything a cat country. It just fell flat. Yeah, maybe even like a little tease or something like we could have saw, seen through the film that would have like at least helped the idea that he could potentially become good. But like, yeah, the sudden, you know, change of heart was so le- you know, out of left field. Yeah, and it shouldn't have been. And it was like, yeah, we should have had some kind of build towards it. And nope, we didn't yeah, get that either. It just happens. I would even argue to... That the uh, that normal like deadpan style that the lines are usually delivered in, in a Wes Anderson film, even that didn't seem to work as well in this movie. Yeah, well, I don't know. It, it, I think it did work in some cases where, like, it actually had some sort of effect to like, oh man, this person really like uh, sucks, you know? Like, especially like when Spots kind of like tries to leave ataris oh. in that role mm-hmm. like you really saw that it, it, you know add to that effect you know sure but like yeah other than that i just didn't it didn't add to characters like it should have i i thought i thought um scarlett johansson who played nutmeg i thought she did a really good job being the that normal deadpan style that i usually see within wes anderson films i felt like she was probably the one person who really nailed it in my opinion yeah, yeah, okay, I can see that, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I felt like that she nailed it. Like, she nailed what should have been the feeling or the vibe. And I and I feel like... She was the best at it. I, yeah, I definitely agree. Right. I felt like she was definitely the best. Um, and that gave me the usual feelings of, oh, yeah, this is Wes Anderson, and I can, uh, I can see where he was coming from here and how she played the, the role, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I would say like, uh, this film's animation is top notch. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to see it for just the animated style, you know, definitely watch it. But like, I don't know, uh, the story, it's too coincidental, you know, motives weren't really there and I don't know. I don't know if we were just really feeling it. I would like to actually give it another try, you know, to like maybe see, but like, I don't know. It's, it's a deviation. I think I, I do. Right. I do understand. And, um, I definitely think that, uh, like you said, the animation is definitely one of the plus sides and the goods of this film. Um, as well as like distinguishing the difference between trash Island and then the normal, like mainland that being like, we, 
have the use of color, which is great. Oh yeah, the, like the basically like the colorless, lifeless trash island, mm-hmm. totally made sense. And I was like, okay, I love that. I love this. I love that distinguish, like that being able to like have that distinctiveness between the two. Um, and see like things like that, even like also like, uh, indoors and outdoors, a lot oh, of the right. mainland's indoors scenes while uh, Isle of Dogs is outside, you know, bear, you know, basically like that, it's supposed to, you know, symbolize that whole idea of, I guess, loneliness and, uh, you know, everything's just empty around there. And you, you see like just what you said right there, those feelings and those like symbols and those ideas, you, you already understood that just based on the images and i felt like we should have left it that way because i felt like it, it wasn't i felt like things got too a little bit over explained and and we could have just left it at all oh, right that's that's obviously a clear symbol for like the colorless versus the the color you know mm-hmm. the life versus the dead like it, it's it, it's like these uh universal themes that everyone can understand by just seeing the image and those were great. Um, the animation was great. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, use of colors and everything. Um, e- even like, the, like, again, like I, I mentioned earlier, the fact that we kept everything in the native language was awesome. I loved that. Yeah, I agree. I loved that we had like, we had translation. It was little at first. And then I kind of felt like, you know the 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 basically the forms of kind of getting the story across with the foreign exchange student and uh um well i guess mostly like from her is kind of like what was what was kind of messing it up because i felt like their use of the translator was minimal but good and uh we were just sticking with like the native language and i thought that was just different and i liked that yeah uh I would say, uh, I don't know why it seemed, like you said before, it turned down the Wes Anderson style because there were a lot of metaphors that maybe were too hard to get. And maybe that's what, like, he received feedback for, you know? Like, oh, this is a little bit too much, so he tried to, like, tone it down later on, Hmm. possibly. And I I would say, like, it's probably toned down too much, you know, in this film where... We did get a little bit, but like uh, something seemed missing, you know, like we had it was there in the composition and the directing style, but uh, the writing seemed lost. And um, oh, man, I don't know if he did he do write the screenplay for this one. I don't remember. I didn't. I don't remember seeing that credit, so I'm not exactly okay. sure. I say because I remember him doing the other ones. Uh, he at least like co-writing right. it, so maybe maybe he had no say in the script, or you know, I don't know. Something else happened with this one being like a newer uh, release. Screenplay, according to Wikipedia, is from Wes Anderson. Huh. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like something, something, something was you know. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe it was just um and and I think it's unfortunate too because we had such a great cast for this uh this it movie. It was a large cast. Oh, I, yeah. I looked at it, you know, just before we did it, the details and everything like that and I was like, "Holy moly, I didn't know had no clue, you know, some people were in this, you know." It's like yeah. they play like a minimal role like Ken Watanabe is like he's in this one one. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it was a very brief role, yeah. Oh man, but I I don't know. I just felt like um 
there was just like a mark that was just missed. Um, but yeah, like not not to say that I I hated this film because I I definitely didn't. Uh, I I did enjoy like certain parts and everything, but um, I don't know, just it just kind of felt like too many things were happening that didn't really apply to the story. Yeah, a lot of unnecessary bits, but I was going to say, I'm thinking about it right now. Maybe that was the entire point, you know, like, well, like, I don't know. Like, I was going to say why is like, because it's supposed to like, you know, symbolize this trash island that all stuff is supposed to be empty, quote unquote. But like, they're no, because they're trying to tell this whole story of like, basically wrap up good stuff by the end right it's like no it's not supposed to be that literal literal but i'm just i'm just you know hoping for something i guess yeah, at this like point some, something comes out of it <laughs> yeah oh man i'm trying to piece together random things and like no no, no this was this was good wasn't it no i don't know i don't know right like wh- what what was even that that moment when atari wanted to go ride the slide it was a kid moment, though. I thought. Okay, I, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, at first, I wasn't really liking it, but then I, but then after some thoughts, I was like, it makes sense for this twelve-year-old kid. I believe he is mm-hmm. twelve or eleven. Twelve. Twelve. Uh, to you know, to see like a, a ride or something, maybe that he's never you know seen before, and just take a moment to just be a kid. So I understood that part, but at first, I was a little bit like, why is this happening? But then I gave it some thought, and I took it to be that. Yes, I would say like uh, there was like funny moments with him, even too. Like obviously that was supposed to be a somewhat comedic moment, but I would even say like uh, with like that propeller in his head, basically the entire oh, time. I know. Oh I, I want to say this. Oh, it's just he's just strong willed, you know, it's supposed to tell you know that sort of story. But I guess they even you know double meaning that. But like other than that, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Right. So, um, w- would you, would you give this, um, movie another shot? I think I would just to like, see if there was something else, honestly. Cause I like, I don't know. Like, like we said, I feel like something was missing. Maybe it was just the time, you know, maybe we just weren't feeling yeah. those moments, but I would definitely want to give it another try. But, uh, currently now I want to say like, it's it's probably a watch for the animation, but other than that, it's it's you know not really right. I, I, yeah, I think as it stands, um, I think it's it's a good movie for the animation, like you said. It's it has nice use of color, symbolism, and uh, use of the native language, which is something that I haven't seen from Wes Anderson's film, um, or like. So far, like apart from um, a film that just is in its native language that like introduces both the translation, but a lot of it is really in its native language, which is awesome. But uh, yeah, again, I think it just gets faulted with just all these coincidental moments, pieces, characters, um, like a miss of comedy moments yeah, unnecessary things and cleverness is gone in a, in, yeah. in my opinion. But um, I mean, I guess I would give it another try because maybe we did miss something. But uh, yeah, definitely not my 
my favorite Wes Anderson film, but it's not something that I I would say like oh. I hate I hate this movie, yeah. but uh, I was kind of like 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 uh, we said before, I was disappointed just because I think this was the one I wanted to see most, mm-hmm. uh, mainly for animation because that's kind of like uh, my thing. But I don't know, yeah. I will agree. This is one that I wanted to like. Yeah. I, I wanted to like this <laughs> one, and it it just kind of like something happened. It's it's like it's like in the middle right now, you know. But. Uh, um, yeah, I think we may, we might just have to give it another try. Maybe we missed something. Maybe there's something like more that we just haven't like really like opened up to yet or saw. Right. But, um, yeah. Uh, and there we have it. Wes Anderson's stop motion animated science fiction comedy, Isle of Dogs. We hope you enjoyed watching and listening to this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of The End Credits. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The End Credits Podcast and over on Twitter at The End Credits. If you're watching the video version, make sure to subscribe to The End Credits YouTube channel. That's it. Thank you and goodbye.